Oh, good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to Season 2, Episode number 48 of Be With Me. And we are in the Bible. We're in a chronological walk through Jesus' life. We find ourselves in the Great Week. It's Monday of the Great Week. On the Friday of the Great Week, Jesus is crucified. So let's pay attention. Yesterday, we started with the curse of a fig tree and ended with the pleasure of God and asked what growth would please God the most. So today, we are in early Monday morning and Jesus cleanses the temple. Let's read this from Matthew chapter 21. And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. This is verse 12. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the, the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes. Have you never read? Quote, out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes, you have prepared praise, unquote. That's from Psalm 8. And leaving them, he went out of the city to Bethany and lodged there, either to the home likely of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, or perhaps Simon the leper where he had dinner. Okay, so Jesus finds himself in the temple, and he keeps going back and forth there every day of the great week. And that had become a place of exchange because there was business to be done in that uh, people had to come from a long way away all over Israel. They had to pay a temple tax, which was an atonement tax for their lives. They had to perform sacrifices. So some exchange happened when people would bring money of their locale and exchange it so that they could do their business in the temple. Jesus says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. So here's my thought about that. Uh, the, the temple is going to be functioning in a, in a way for only like five more days and never really functions again um, appropriately for the worship of God in the way that it was before Jesus. So the temple is, is going by the wayside but God still requires and, and wants praise from his temple. But he changes the location of his presence and that when the Holy Spirit comes, the temple, if you will, is going to be every individual believer. So kind of the, the call is that his temple is still likely, he wants his temple still to be a house of prayer. But where is that? Isn't that is that in Jerusalem? No, it's not there. The residence for the earthly presence of God is now uh, in us, in me, in people. So a, a good question today is, am I a house of prayer? Would God say my temple is a house of prayer? My temple being you is a house of prayer. 
All right. Uh, you have to just love the chief priests and the scribes because it says that they saw wonderful things that he did. They saw the wonderful things that he did. Some are mentioned here. The blind come and are healed. The lame come and are healed. Plus all the other things that he did. Uh, just recently, Lazarus being raised from the dead. and uh, So that they did see the wonderful things. Um And I guess the question for me is, what do I do when I see wonderful things? Do I turn indignant? Do I turn actually hostile? Or do I turn with a soft heart? So the, the Pharisees and the, or the chief priests and the scribes are here used as a good example of being a bad example. And then the final point I wanted to get to was this quote from uh, Psalm 8, one of the most beautiful psalms, uh, one of my favorites, and Jesus quotes Psalm 8 when they ask him, hey, do you hear that these children are saying Hosanna, which means to save me? The chief priests and the scribes say, do you hear what they're saying? And Jesus says, yes, and then kind of nails them with the, with the ideas, don't you read the Bible yourselves? Have you never read Psalm 8, one of the, the coolest psalms? So Psalm 8, I'll summarize, is David and also these uh, these infants standing in awe of the majesty and the creation of God and offering offering praise and asking the question who who are we who am I well this this word is interesting out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies so infants you know super small and then the nursing babies that means a Jewish child that was under three years old so the point is two-year-olds. The question is, can two-year-olds praise? And Psalm 8 specifically says yes. In fact, you don't even have to be two. In fact, I know a two-year-old who is thinking and sort of speaking and and uh, a, a real live uh, interactive uh, person just full of life you can't even believe. And he says, not only people like that, but people actually younger, infants, are are praising. I just saw a video of a child being uh, being born in the first scream of this child, and it was just glorious. It almost made me want to weep, this this great um, little new creature. And maybe that's maybe that's the praise. The Bible says infants and less than three-year-olds, two-year-olds, can praise God. I'm just touched by just the the detail in the amazement. So I'm a little amazed today and a little bit wondering. Uh, when we see wonderful things, let's let's respond appropriately. Let's make our temple a house of prayer. And let's let children be our teachers. Again, this happens again and again. Let's let children be our teachers. Let's let two-year-olds and infants be our teacher. And praise the Lord. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.